What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lunch Beers Podcast. You are joined by myself, Nikki Q, Eli, and Jared. We have office talk, MLB playoffs, and the NFL coming right up. This time of year brings out the most boring office talk you can possibly think of. So Monday morning, it's 8.30 a.m., I'm sitting in my cubicle, and I have two people that work in my office right behind me. I'm talking directly to my, uh, my six, and they are talking about the price of pumpkins and uh, going into an in-depth analysis of uh, who has the best price pumpkins, who's overcharging, uh, who's doing this, who's doing that. Uh, the kids talk came into play pretty heavy. I feel like this time of year, uh, more kids things are happening like Halloween and time off from school. Um, so I was subject, uh, to that on Monday. Um, and yeah, it sucks. Speaking of the price of pumpkins, dude, I went last weekend. <laughs> you did go pumpkin picking. I did. I did go pumpkin picking. Look at you. You're an adult. I know. And, um, I got like four. Of the ones that just like fit in your palm, like a little baby ones. I got two big ones to carve. And I got like two little gourd things. So I thought they were cool and looked like green goblin dicks. Oh. Um, was, I, I got to ask. It was like $50. So is that um, well priced for you? Is that overpriced? Let me know so I can let them know. I was just like blown away that I was like 50 ish something dollars. I got a couple other things that weren't that, but it. I thought it was ridiculous in my mind. Two pumpkins, four little baby ones, and like two little goblin dicks, 50 bucks. You guys do any pumpkin picking? And they rot. No. Which is Rides the worst part. baby. Keep yeah. it easy. Yeah, smart. Keep it easy. Keep smart. it breezy. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, this time of year also brings those kind of things. And it's even worse. I can't imagine though being surrounded by that. I mean, the price of pumpkins. Like those are your those are your vibrations around you during the workday. Like, dude, yeah. you gotta get, you gotta get you a guy within like an eight foot radius that's ready to talk about sports. Like that's tough. It's tough yeah. to fight through. We're we're in that time. There's a lot of holidays coming up and whatnot. So the the family person that's all they're gonna talk about. It's kind of hard for us as like you know we're not there yet. So, I don't know. We're just little adults, dude. And what yeah. do little adults do? They go to work. They go to work every day. How many days a week, Jared? How many times? Come on, tell me. Five. Five? Out of how many days total, Jared? Seven. Is that a way to live? I don't know. It's not too fun. Uh, I did have a thought, though. So, I was looking at the Yankees in baseball, and I saw that the uh, you just talk salary cap, right, in sports. You have X amount of money to spend. I feel like workplaces should introduce a concept of a salary cap per business unit. So where when people leave, that additional money that's being brought in gets redistributed out to the central unit that does the job. I feel like that needs to be implemented somewhere, dude, because we have all seen the issue of people leaving and your job slacking on bringing new people in. And who does that job? 
in the middle. They get you extra coffee. They get you lunch on whatever day. And they're like, all right, they should be squared away. They got the extra carbs. They got the energy. But we need to implement that salary cap. We need those funds, bro. You need a golf, you need a golf country club membership is what you need. Give me a country club membership in there and, uh, you know, my, you can have a little, well, my soul, maybe I, could be for bargain. I feel like the, um, the, the days of the two to 5% of your total salary raise is kind of over. And I think that is like extremely broken within the workplace and in a corporate environment. Um, it just doesn't work. And especially with like, the whole point is cost of living adjustment, so that's why it's always been like two to five percent. But we're in an eight to nine percent inflation rate, so we're losing every single year. Can one percent back so, on my four hundred one k right I, now, baby? Let's go. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Let's stay positive. I have gained exactly. eleven dollars. <laughs> stay positive. So no, I completely agree. You should be able to see what you can get up to until they're like, "That's enough," and be able to work up into that. <laughs> Thoughts, opinions. I don't know. I that just was too convoluted. Dude, for just me. like a lot of these things are making too much sense, which is why they won't happen. Yeah, I I also feel like that's part of the reason why we keep hearing like the quiet quitting going on. Um. Okay, we're we're all in this realm. What's your like opinion on this topic? Because it's a huge buzzword. You're seeing it all over the place. There's like bit like, um. Uh, Mr. Wonderful and, and people like that are freaking out on, on media about it. But it's like, what's the public opinion here in the room? We're all in this realm. Okay. Um, so explain it for people okay. not like me because I totally all know right. what that means. But. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually did a little bit of research into it. So it started off as like the great resignation, but it's really turning into how people – quote-unquote quiet quitting are only doing their job to the point of what the bare minimum is like that's how they label it but it's just basically saying like people are doing what's actually written in their job description and not taking the time out of their day to go above and beyond so management is upset about it because other people have to take on the workload quote-unquote aka your overachievers are doing twice as much extra work that's just negotiation. I mean, right? your company at the end of the day, look at it this way. Does your company spend extra money if they're not gaining anything? No. They're stingy. They're incredibly stingy. Their break-even line is the only thing they care about. Mm -hmm. They want the extra work because that tends into that. Just do what you're paid to do. That's your job. Do what you're paid to do and keep the rest of your life to yourself. That's wild, Nick, that you brought up the great resignation because I literally have a mail merge template that has that in the title. <laughs> <laughs> the great resignation is here. What are you doing to keep your employees on track? Uh, yo, is, it is wild. Salesman. It is wild, though, because we I, just our generation and just being confused and whatever and the, the, the evolution of the Internet and technology and algorithms. Like, yeah, that's all we're becoming is a number. Um, more and more every day um, versus, you know, what our parents came up with. And it's like you have people in leadership that maybe were overachievers, but they're like not leaders or they have no idea how to manage anything. And no, just people don't care. Like no one is living to do her job. So I feel like a lot of people are just bouncing around. 
and you know, I mean, maybe we we don't hold our politicians accountable, but maybe our generation is the ones that at least hold our bosses accountable and just be like, hey, guess what? This sucks, and you can make it a little better, but you actually make it a little worse. Like so you don't bye have, bye. you got no <laughs> solutions. I ask you questions, I try. You don't care, so why should I? You know, it's like I'll just take my take my meal every day and you know try to you know become like a scratch golfer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I completely agree because. Like, what I'm seeing from, like, Harvard Business Review and stuff is that they're saying the payout from doing extra work is, like, social capital, well-being, and overall career success. But I've never felt that ever in any of the companies that I've worked for. So, like, I've had outstanding reviews and stuff and, like, a 2% raise, and I've put my two weeks in the very next day. Yeah, dude, how about this? So, got got some got some beans from a listener. Yeah. Um, like, you, that, this <laughs> is right beans? on... Yeah, magic beans. beans. It's right on cue with what Nick said. Beans. A little 2% raise. <laughs> so, let me, let me ask you this. If you sold, like, $700,000, how much do you think you would, you should be commissioned for? In a $400. Fair, for, <laughs> in, a fair, in a fair commission... Of the gross... Like the gross seven hundred k. Um, I mean that's what I would do because I'm a poor yeah. salesperson. That like, yeah, that sounds fair. But let's be honest, it's probably net, probably getting paid off net there. Off. Okay. So, I don't know. I feel like ten, fifteen percent. Yeah. Is like respectable. <laughs> but what are the margins? Bro, I don't they're know. selling it. They got to give more than ten percent to the person. You're literally selling bringing it. in seven hundred thousand dollars as a business. <laughs> for okay. Co- for I commission. think this one person has aligned all of this. New revenue for, for commission. Yeah, what are you going to pay that rep in commission? I I feel like a hundred, like a hundred grand. Okay, that's a lot. Base based on their nice. depending on their base. Yeah, know? or their current like their tenure, how they're doing, right? I don't like know, kind man. Of I stats. think we should get more, bro, because time over time, the company's going to wake make way more than that. I feel like if you convince someone to change their mind, you deserve a lot more than that. Wow, you guys are great. I'm people. sitting at a buck fifty two hundred. Yeah, that's because nice. you need that guy. If that person, I don't want to say guy. If that person can sell seven hundred thousand dollars, I want them to do that as many times as possible. And at the end of the day, I'm only taking a cut of the pie. How about like? So if I don't have that pie, if they're not there, I'll happily take whatever slice I'm left. Dude, I think that's why they do it though, because like they can always get new pie. Yeah, you but know? just keep all the pie because it doesn't spend money to make pie. Yeah, yeah but it's the issues. That's that's our marketplace right now. Well, the issue is the owners. This person, <laughs> yeah, well, that too because, I mean, imagine if you only got $1,500 from all that. What? Nah. Is that the bean? Oh, is that the bean? That, those are the beans. Oh, God, it's too many beans. $1,500? Yeah, from seven hundred k. And you wonder, and the, again, this is this kind of fits right into the whole couple of conversations we just had about like why people are moving around or people are not satisfied because like you guys, everybody, the corporate world sucks, dude. These people yeah. are like, yeah, you can have this a little bit. Like, okay, where's the rest going? So how how can you do all that and then your grocery bills five hundred dollars more? I don't know. Who you knows, know, dude? Like, it's only gonna get worse. So strap all, in. All this math makes me want to have a beer concur and we do have a beer here today guys um i went into mccall collective in allentown i saw this can i thought it'd be really funny for our beer to be this i think it's going to be not that good of a beer um but our beer is hey gris hey that's it that's the beer it's very french yeah so it's a uh, a french girl on the label what got me though 
Uh, what got me is the uh, grisette. I guess that means gray in French, but the apple and chai. Is that how you say it, chai? Yeah, chai latte. Okay, perfect. So there's apple and chai in here, and I thought that was crazy because why would you put that in a beer? <laughs> but here we have it, a farmhouse uh, ale from the Call chai? Collective. I don't know. I think it's something that it's like um, tea. I see it in sort. like yeah, basic fall girls drink. Yeah, that's I see it in like those. Uh, <laughs> what are those little fruit? fruit juice bottles they got the naked juice or whatever mm-hmm. like chai i think it's like a seed what yeah a seed yeah Let's look it up yeah, one look. seed a seed yeah one singular seed jared get get the get the beans for me right Malasa okay. chai is... it's 4.5 percent guys this beer does per, it it what? does kind of suck tea? what is chai made of yeah it's like little Black tea mix, spices, cinnamon. I mean, cloves. there's absolutely no drinkability. Chai. I do taste a lot yeah. of apple, though, and that's kind of cool because I do like apples. But 4.5%. This beer is like a 4.9 for me. 4.9. Very. Really? Yeah, it's 4.9. I feel like that's high. Um, no, it's got the crisp apple. Uh, I don't know. It's, it tastes like a, a watered down, like, what is it, matzo apple juice or whatever. Uh, I, I also feel like I'd get this at a very trendy cafe that's, it's like we use organic eggs and charges you $18 for like a bacon, egg and cheese Yeah, they're like a popular brunch spot. I can see that. And they, they just push Um, this beer on you. And, uh, I don't know. I feel gross. (laughs) I'll give this like a 3.2. This is, this is not ideal. Yeah, um, I don't really know what this beer's going for, but I like the can. The can's pretty cool. It's, like, artsy. She's, like, living her best life, and there's, like, a whole big passage. Uh, the apple's cool for the fall. I don't really think I would ever drink this. Like, if this is sitting next to, like, a Guinness, I think I'm taking the Guinness. I don't want to be too mean because it tastes good. I think if that's what you're going for, so I'm going to go with a. I'm going with a five point four off the principle that if this is the taste that you're looking to get, then it's not a bad job. That's that's a very fair assessment. I think I guess I'm the only person that likes this per usual. Um, <laughs> I just I think this is good. I mean, like you know, we got the the chai in here, the chai seed, they're edible seeds with. Salvia inside of them. No, so that's pretty no, no, awesome. no, no, no. Ralph looked up chia seeds. So don't don't look at the reference <laughs> TV in the room. Whatever. I, I I don't really. I don't know what chai is. <laughs> Wait, I don't is that taste the chia, chai. The chia thing. Chia. Chia. I did beer in a Massachusetts voice. I did good. That was like a little Peter cutaway. Anyway, to bring it back on focus. I taste the apple in this beer, and the, I kind of like it. Like Nick, I got the monts. I hear what you're saying, but I, it's a little more beery in fall for me. Like honestly, if I was, uh, you know, playing a fall round and this was in my cooler, I wouldn't be that upset about it. I kind of like this. I think it has drinkability, which is huge. Um, I mean, it doesn't really taste like a beer, but I find it refreshing. So I'm going with a six point one. Okay, there you have it. Our beer of the week. Hey, Gris. Hey. Uh, moving on to the next round of the MLB playoffs, divisional, or sorry, the championship series, 
Phillies are losing right now. I just checked the score because I They're wanted to down win. Now. Wow. Thank God. Seven four in the bottom of the sixth. Dude, it's four zero, and they start punching. Overbetters are pumped Thank right now. God, yeah. Overbetters are pumping the Kirk Gibson God around bless their Philadelphia kitchen. businesses. You want to know why I don't want the Phillies to win, dude? There's been a lot of statistics going on that every <laughs> oh, single a time word. a Philadelphia baseball team. For the last hundred years, this one World Series, we've seen a massive economic like recession. Oh, well, you good see that we're shit? in good shape. Can you back so, this up? Nineteen twenty nine, Philadelphia <sighs> Athletics won the year. World Series. The, Connie the, Mack, the manager. So great, great depression. Nineteen eighty, Phillies won massive recession. Two thousand eight, Carter. We were all there, baby. Phillies won massive depression. Twenty twenty two, Phillies. We're teetering, you know. Joe so Byron. It might, so it might be their year. I don't know. Maybe batting the Phillies to make it through the next Great Depression. Wow. Um, Someone have them as a pennant winner. That makes me feel a lot worse about having them as a pennant winner. But you know what? As long as our Yanks can get there and turn it into 2009 again, like that's when we recover and we bounce back, baby. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, for those out there that are dedicated listeners, we love you and we appreciate you. And, um, you know, I hope – that you guys got a part of the 11 to 1 pennant bet that I gave out uh episode 35 anarchy april great month um, april, not as good dude. not God, as good as october so though not as good as october um best time of the year in sports this is why postseason baseball playoffs and you get the you get to pay off those uh long teasers and yeah teasers futures rather that you've been sweating out and uh you know we're riding we're feeling pretty good and honestly, I kind of hope the Phillies lose tonight, um, Wednesday oh. night, so that I can come back on the take back because I do have a Padres future twenty one, two one before they got Soto, um, very small, very small. But to to be able to get them at a really really good price to win the pennant um, and just kind of lock some guaranteed money up off the pennant, that'd be sick. And I mean, as long as our Yanks can get through and just prevent the recession, I mean that's all we need. It's our time. Let's be real. It's our time. Yeah, a little nervous, though, I'd say. Uh, games tonight, game one. It's revenge season. Wednesday night, yeah. It's revenge season, dude. Uh, been uh, not so good against the Astros in the playoffs of late. Uh, and but... they beat us five games to two this year, so Oof. it's awesome. Oof. But, hey, Yankee Stadium's going to be rocking. That'll be cool. Um, as we said earlier, the uh, the Phillies are down to the Padres now. So we're excited for that. Um, any World Series predictions? Anyone wants to give anything? Uh, Jared, I know you got probably a lot of thoughts. Uh, dude, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I want to see – I just don't think the Yankees can really beat the Astros, honestly. So I'm thinking it's Phillies-Astros, honestly. I just feel like Phil's got a lot – they're just scoring runs. They're hitting. Who do you root for at that point? Um, neither team, really. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm saying that to be uh, to like hedge my emotions, but I just think that they're probably the two best teams right now. Like the Phillies' offense is playing like we kind of talked about uh, back in April. Like, wow, look at this, look at this lineup of just straight up hitters, and you have you have singles hitters with average hitters sprinkled around power hitters, and it's it's just clicking right now. And you have two amazing starting pitchers. And then you have Syndergaard, who's a coin flip, but when he's good, I mean, dude, he, they call him Thor for a reason. You got to feel really good about your chances. Um, 
I mean, and that spike was iconic by Hoskins. Yeah, that was sick. Dude, that spike was unreal. Yeah. Like, you talk about the Bautista bat flip, like, that is as iconic as you get. That rivals it at a different, it's an entirely different celebration. You know what was better than that, though? It was Stanton yesterday in the first inning, dude. Just getting up a three spot. And then Nasty Nestor was just dominant throughout. We got a little hairy in the third inning, but he had to get four outs. Um, And they did. The Yankees, the Yankees starting pitching is Garrett Cole is pitching like he's supposed to. We need four more games like that out of him. Oh, you like him? We need four. No, I'll like him if he can give us four more games out of that, like just like that. That's what he, they're Play paying ball. him to do. And I mean, all we got to do is steal one game against Houston on the road, and then the question is, do we go this weekend? Okay, Jared, I don't want to keep picking on you, but the Ravens Giants. <laughs> Recap. <laughs> Tell picking us. Picking on me. When were you picking on me? You how'd just started picking on me. How'd it go? I guess that's Frank, Frank's way of saying, no, I'm not going to go to a playoff game with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, hey, remember this? That's fucking rude, dude. Jesus. It's um, a tough letdown. Yeah, right? Oh, my. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll tip my caps to you guys. Uh, I think maybe what I've learned right now is that I'm banging my head through a wall because I haven't taken the dogs on the second half line against the Ravens every single time they've lost this year. Um, I mean, dude, for God's sakes, they are absolutely terrible in the fourth quarter. Nine points at home and 13 on the road, and they've just lost Jeez. every game in the don't, fourth. Don't you don't you owe Frankie your uh I do. Your, I owe him a beer. Your jersey, too? No, I said no to that. I'm wearing <laughs> my Matt, Matt Carpenter. Carpenter jersey <laughs> to spite him for that reason because he is DHing tonight. It's about time. Let's go. <laughs> but... But uh, good win, guys. Good win, five and one. Brian Dable, you know, tip tip your cap, the and uh, hopefully, you know, you guys can can squeak squeak out the NFC East. And I'm just hoping that we can, uh, you know, stay strong in the AFC North here. Hey Saquon, though, comeback player of the year. Yeah, we got that in pocket. <laughs> I don't know if I gave that out in the pod. I hope I did. So that I can just be known as the guy that does the future thing. <laughs> you see the future, that guy. <laughs> No, but I really like how um, Dable, Dable's whole mentality is, you know, we're going to hang around no matter who you are, and you're going to make a mistake. Uh, second half adjustments have been unreal, outscoring people uh, in the second half by by just great amounts. Uh, so yeah, pretty uh, pretty high right now. It's been a it's been a while for the Giants faithful out there. Dude, must um, be nice, bro. Four fourth <laughs> quarter comebacks by daniel jones it kind of yeah reminds me of the eli manning days when we won the super bowl eight uh, and eight second coolest eli why not it's funny too because i can't even remember the last time daniel jones was throwing for over 200 yards <laughs> like his sweet spot is just like 165 yards 180 yards he's, that's he's like an spot. eight iron <laughs> yeah like that's that's pretty much it don't ask him to do more than that and it'll be okay you'll have a chance to win the game Dude, I hope uh, Taylor Heineke gives a little bit more, too. Just want to toss this little Washington bit in here. Not worth a game talk. Too bad. It's a trash. Our quarterback broke his finger or something. Not going to question how he did that. But I kind of want, I'm just going to say this because I want to say this. I wish they were playing Sam Howell. I mean, he had his, he had a nice preseason. Three games played, one game started, 547 yards. He's like 43 to 66, passing touchdown and a pick. But he also had 100 yards on the ground on 13 attempts and two rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, dude, let the UNC guy talk. I mean, being a Duke guy, it's not really ideal. But 
everything I've seen from this football team is every reason I don't watch a football game. So our owner's corrupt. Our head coach is combating himself owners, week after owners week. Owner's got dirt on the NFL. Is that Dude, fact or is like, he drawn? Uh, he's probably right. I mean, I don't really think any of them are inherently good people. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. But it must be nice to, you know, have structure and and safety in your relationship with your team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't relate. <laughs> <I'll> relax. <laughs> the best game of the weekend, though, Bills-Chiefs. Should have been a primetime game, uh, but we'll get to that one after this. Um, really good game, actually. AFC supremacy. Uh, definitely going to matter uh, at the end of the year when they're, you know, going through home field advantage and stuff. That was a big game to win for the Bills um, in Arrowhead. Uh, yeah, what'd you guys think of the game? I thought it was crazy. Uh, that one drive before the halftime, uh, before halftime, Josh Allen, no, Josh Allen and the bills. Uh, they started at their own three or four, took a penalty. Uh, At one point it was third and 13 with like, I don't know, a minute left and they go on and score a touchdown. And that was such a sick fucking drive. And it must be cool for a franchise to be like, yeah, we got a Josh Allen. So you know, we're good. Last week, I did say I feel like the Bills had it because we've been living in Pat Mahomes' world for the past couple of years, and now it's Josh Allen. So I wouldn't say that. I mean, it def- they're def- Chief, it's like one and two Chief, right there. Chiefs just don't look like, like like they look amazing and solid, but they just you know I feel they can like, hang, I feel though. like they don't have like the crazy X factor that it's like they're unbeatable. Travis Kelsey had four touchdowns, and I lost two fantasy leagues by less than ten points. Okay, that's. Dude. That's a few weeks ago. It's a you thing. Four touchdowns. Yeah, you said out of they a don't have an X end. factor, dude. Four touchdowns like, out of one guy. I feel. I would feel like that tra- would. It's Travis more the Kelsey X factor reward right there. That's yeah. Travis Kelsey within like 10, 15 yards. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna dump it off. That's him what you every do. Time. Okay, that's how you construct good drives and get down the field, yeah. and then you go to your guy. But What's bes- wrong with that? Besides that, I don't know, man. Like Chiefs are definitely gonna be dominant, but dude, I they feel covered like, the teaser. I feel like they hung. As covered crazy <laughs> did, eight points as everyone makes them out to be. Like I don't know. No, I think the Chiefs are still really good. I think two great fan bases, uh, Chiefs and Bills fans together in one stadium. That was pretty cool. How about Harrison? Saw Bucker a lot of a lot of. Oh my god! Off the, yeah. off the IL or whatever they call it. <laughs> what he like, bangs a long one and then misses yeah. the chip shot. <laughs> Dude, the game was sick, man. It was it just was. a really good cool, good game. Uh, the atmosphere was sick. I love how. The Chiefs fans will boo for it feels like an eternity. Like, you come back from commercial break and they're still booing. I think that's really cool. I think they're a great fan base. Chippewa. Chippewa. Uh, yeah, it was a really good game. Uh, Should have been a primetime game, but Cowboys-Eagles was the Sunday night football game. And the Eagles won. They're 6-0. and They're uh, They're a really good team. They're a really good fucking. You guys team. ready for that game? You guys ready for? No. You guys ready to take on the birds? I think no, that'll probably be awesome. not. Thing about the Eagles though is they'll score like twenty one points in a quarter, and then they'll go like zero for four. They won't in, score in, in the two other half. quarters. <laughs> you think? You but think their a defense healthy, is good too? Think a healthy Dak turns the ball over three times against that defense? Oh uh, no! On the road in a hostile environment like that, I feel like he breaks his ankle in that game. Oh jeez! Oh jeez! I don't know about that. That's that's. You, you got real dark yeah. there, dude. <laughs> no, I think I think it's a definitely a different game uh, with Dak. I think Cooper Rush is kind of floating back down to earth. Last two, uh, last game they won was because of their defense. They were only in this game because of their defense. Their defense is great, uh, but I mean, yeah, Cooper Rush just ain't it. Uh, it was still a really good game, though. 
Uh, it was kind of a blowout, though, for a little bit. Cowboys came back, got made it interesting. Uh, the Eagles scored late, though, in the fourth. Uh, overall, good uh, good football weekend. Great football weekend. Washington with the win, dude. Weird. Hey, let's get activated, How baby. <laughs> there you go. Thursday night football, dude. Wentz, superstar. We are commanders. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, we're the worst, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, speaking of wins, though, we got some fantasy updates. I'm just going to jump right in. I don't know if we're there on the outline, but we're just going to run with it. So the fantasy league is heating up, as it always is. We got people winning. We got people losing just about half and half each week. And luckily, Squeak went out against Stefan this week. Didn't break 100. I just had a fever at a 103. We got a girth, changed name to Fryer Me Up. Pittsburgh guy, I guess. Not sure, but he lost to Kyle Kalinowski, just like we all do on the golf course. Every single time we play with him, 126 and 92. CDs nuts, CDs L's, one and five against Paul Tucket Pats, 91 to 70. They combined for the league's top scorer this week. It was the toilet bowl. It was everything no one wanted to watch. It was Washington against Chicago on Thursday. Speaking of Chicago, we got the Chicago Beers in our own Frankie Zayas. Beating out your boy Juice, 104 to 92. Nice close game. Two-pine conversion with Troy screaming about the Packers, probably popping a blood vessel, beating Nick, 141 to 117. Third and Lager Walsh, can't figure out his name. Fade Kosa with the win, 5-1. and one. We, got some, we got some winners in the league right now. Boom, there it is. My name's Fancy always involved in winning in some update. way. <laughs> there you go, Jared. Hey. We're back, baby. <laughs> The That's most what, win assists of all time. We're back. <laughs> That's what it's all about. We're back. Uh, I'll tell you Just what. Just survive, right? Uh, no, yeah, you, that's all you can do, but we're out. Yeah, I, ha- I went with the Buccaneers on the road. And for, for are Survivor? you still alive, Frank? You still alive? In one. In one Frank's league. still alive, dude. I'm done. It was in two, but I lost one. I'm done, dude. How about this? In the DraftKings Survivor Contest, $100 an entry, million dollar survivor. There were 13... Oh my, there were 130,072 entries. I thought it was 13. I got a little dyslexic. 1,300. There's way more. There's only 1,099 left. Dude. Oh my God. The, 1%. Bro, the Vikings were not, they were pretty big one to come through people on the Dolphins. Um, th- that was, that was a pretty big takeout, but, how about this? I mean, a lot of people squeaked to it. The Rams, 38%. Um, Buccaneers, I was on this one, 31.22% of the field wiped out by riding with the greatest quarterback of all time, who is kind of overrated dickhead teammate right now, if you're doing current events. So divorced. <laughs> uh, but honestly, the two teams I was going to take was either them and the Niners. So would have lost both. Um, wish I just didn't overthink it and took the Eagles at home, honestly, but... Um, I will, I will say this. I did, I did bet the Steelers pretty hard to, uh, hedge out all three entries in Survivor just in case. Um, cause I did bet them with the points and I kind of liked them and I'm like, there's no way Tom Brady loses. Um, but now we're gone and you have just an abysmal week coming up here, Frank, with the fact that home dog, the, the road dogs right now are, are cashing at a 60% rate and you have, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten road dogs this week. And you probably have used already the favorites, a couple of the favorites. Like, who are, who are you looking to play this week going in? I got a sneaky one. 
Yeah, you getting you getting nuts. Yeah, the Raiders. Okay, I do that. That yeah, that's that's uh, strap in, bud. Te- Texans tank mode about to commence. Raiders, they still think they got it. Derek Carr, uh, they still think they could win now. They're going to put it on the Texans. Right, I'm home. with you. I think stand behind it too, because you know what? I was very hesitant to look at the two home favorites in the divisional games and the Colts and the Eagles last week, and it bit me in the ass. So I think uh, stick with your gut, dude, and stay strong. And and uh, I, I I do concur. I feel like the Raiders can definitely squeak that out. Um, being with that said, um, you guys just heard that that road dogs angle I got you to go on top of that three dog road dogs of three and a half or more are sixty two percent ATS. Um, so, I mean, road dogs are 60%. Giants plus three against the Jags. How you guys feeling? Think it's a trap game? What's going on? I feel like that's crazy to give them points. But Jag- I think it's one of those lines where you're like, wait, why is the line like that? So you stay off of it. Yeah. It's not a good bet either way. You, you just down you have the, no idea. You got to get the, you got to get the Giants on teasers though, right? Up to nine. But just like Frank said earlier, the Jags are frisky, dude. You guys are both frisky. It's two frisky cats. Drop them in a cage. You don't know who's going to win. Meow. Yeah, I, I do think the uh, Giants defense is a lot better than the Jaguars defense. So, um, you know, if you take the three there, like, I'm not going to get upset with you, especially since the Giants have been underrated all year. But, again, it's just one of those lines where you're just like, wait, why is the line like that? What, would, what if I gave you these numbers right here? Would it sway your ideas? Uh, the Jags have scored zero points in the fourth quarter at home. Whereas the Giants have scored 22 on the road. Road dogs, baby. So if you think the Giants can hang, they could definitely win. I think if you play that game, there's probably no sense of taking the points. I would just bet Giants outright and then throw them on the teaser somewhere. With maybe like the Falcons, the Bears. Yeah, if you're going to bet the Giants, just take them outright. Yeah, and and then mix them in with the teaser to maybe, you know, with with a team you feel real strongly about to potentially hedge out the loss on the money line. But... I mean, I feel like those numbers right there and how feisty the Giants have been and the Jags don't score in the fourth quarter. Like, I mean, if the Giants can hang in the first half, Jags 13 points at home in the second quarter, whereas the Giants have seven on the road. So that could be, you know, where the game maybe separates a little bit. I think if they can just stay within the touchdown, you're you're just live with every angle with them. So I think we look at that 60%. Um ATS run and and I mean I would be a play for you guys. I bet them last week. I think I'm coming right back with them again. Yeah, I like it. I mean, looking at the list you got here, I bet more than half of them cover. Um, so that is a good angle to attack. But moving on to the ultimate angle, we do have our locks of the week. Um, the Colts, they fucked me last week. They fucked me good. Uh, had the Jaguars plus two is my lock. Uh, really good game, all game back and forth. And we had the opportunity to essentially uh, lose the game on a field goal. So it would have been a push. And the Colts scored with like 17 seconds left. Um, I do not think the Colts are a good team. Uh, sticking with my AFC South bets, I'm going to go the Titans, the Tennessee Titans at home off a of bye, uh, minus two against the Colts, who I don't think they're a good team, um, at all. And, um, and yeah, that's my lock. AFC South sticking with Titans minus two. Yeah, fade me. Um, fade this guy. <laughs> fade this guy. I was on one of those, dude. But, I empathize. Dude, last empathize. week, Browns minus two and a half. I thought that was a, a solid, solid, solid bet. New England 
demolished them, and then I took Jags money line against the Colts, which Frank just explained. So <laughs> fade me. Uh, Falcons plus six and a half. That's it. Done. Yeah, had a uh, not ideal loss. Taking the, uh, I actually bet the Chiefs both ways on that two and a half line. I took them plus and minus. Um, seeing Pat getting the ball back with a little over a minute left gave me some uh, some good feelings, but unfortunately it didn't pan out that way. So we're coming in at five hundred. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks against the Chargers at plus six. I like having the leeway of the line. The Seahawks have been playing pretty well, and the Chargers have been looking real iffy for the talent that they have on their squad. So I'm just going to let Geno and Tyler Lockett try to give me some faith back, and hopefully Kenneth Walker gets me some fantasy points on my 0-6 fantasy team. Well, um, we were talking about fishy lines earlier, and I I smell one here in this (laughs) LSU game at home against Old Miss. Um, A lot of the money coming in on LSU here. Um, but a lot of the bet percentage leaning the other way. And um, the line is moving with LSU. So when you have a stinky home dog like this, um, not that I think LSU is a stinky home dog because they just absolutely showed up against Florida last week. That was an awesome game. And, you know, I mean, they're coming home, right? They want the college girls. They want the parties. They want the fun. And they want to they wanna show the old Miss, 6-0 and old Miss, that they, they ain't shit. So um, the line's fishy. Money's going the other way, and the line's moving with with the Tigers. And uh, we're going to take them on the money line, minus 125. And then, uh, you know, I was talking about stinky dogs. Um, With the teasers, I just think this is the year of the ugly dog. We're just seeing it everywhere. And I'm going to, you know, get on the feed train of my own football team. I'm going to take the Browns plus 12. They have a 13-point scored away in the fourth, and the Ravens have nine at home. So um, the Ravens... Close divisional game. They have been blowing games late, whether they let teams back in or let them take the lead. Um, so I think you're going to be really live with that amount of points with the Browns. And then you got to go with the, you got to tease the Falcons to plus 12 against the Bengals, who, um, you know, lost to the Ravens. And I mean, the Falcons are 5 and 0 ATS. So what more do you want? I mean, you got to keep riding that and, and, and take the points when you can. So, uh, let's have a nice 2 and 0 week. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go have a beer, watch our team go up one nothing. Fuck the Astros. Do we just end it on that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> with that being said, guys, uh, thank you so very much for watching. As always, follow us on all socials at Lunch Beers Pod. That's P O D. If not, check us out online www.lunchbeerspodcast.com. See you later. Wear a jacket. Don't want to catch a chill. Fuck the Astros. <laughs>